to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Paige Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Oh, I'm doing wonderfully, sweetie. I'm so happy to see the sun out today. We had such outrageous weather in the area last night. Oh my goodness. Everything. Oh my goodness. I heard sirens going and and things banging and blowing and lights flickering and everything. Oh my goodness. It was a mess. But you know what? Everything is in one piece. I didn't completely lose power. I don't see any major, uh, you know, structural damage done, you know, or anything. So I'm just so happy to see the wonderful sun shining today. Okay. How about you, sweetie? You know, that's all that I can ask for because it was a little scary uh, last night. But, you know, we made it through um, and I'm, I'm happy. You know, I hope that, you know, other people were, you know, just as lucky as us. I hope most people were. I know that there's been some damages, unfortunately. Um, but you just have to be thankful for every day and realize Mother Nature is no joke. Yeah, you can say that again. All right, so, sweetie, what's been going on? Uh, you know, Ma, I'm just working. I'm, I'm working hard and, okay. um, you know, hopefully, you know, good things will come from the work that I'm doing. Okay, good. Well, what's been going on in the entertainment world? Well, we have to take a sip of uh, some tequila. You don't want oh, to take a sip? Oh, that's right. Come on now. Oh, uh, you know what? I was just sipping independently uh, over here. I know. Okay. So, you know, this is Women's History Month, so we're going to do women, all female uh, liquor this month. You know, I and just... Have a special guest coming on too in a couple weeks. Okay, okay, good. You know what? I'm not sure. I don't want to announce it until I do a little more research. But I think you and I have made a little bit of mini history. Oh, really? I think we're the first African American mother daughter podcast in this area. That might be accurate. That I might be. Right. I haven't done much research. Okay. I don't. All right. We'll let's, find out. Listen. Don't hold us to that. We'll confirm it after we do a little research. That's right. Okay. All right. So now we're sipping on some ego tequila again today, um, which is one of our favorite tequilas. Ma, go ahead. Okay. Let's lift our glasses to long life, prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness, and Mother Nature. Salud. Salud. Tasty. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Ma, we got to start with a couple of movies. We actually have three movies this week. The first one is called Bruiser, starring Chavante Rhodes from Moonlight, uh, Shamir Anderson, Chanel Azaro, who plays the young Katie's mom in uh, Swagger, and then... Um, we have Jalen uh, Hall. That KD, Hall. For, for those who don't, who don't know, is Kevin Durant's mother in that miniseries. My bad. I thought okay. people should know who KD is. I, I think, don't know. They might think you're saying KD. You oh, know, KD. That's right. It, mm-hmm. You know, tequila's kicking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and then there's Jalen Hall, who is a 14-year-old boy who is torn between the strict father that raised him and the reemergence of his carefree dad. 
Um, my, this was reminiscent the of... The stepfather. That's the stepfather, the stepfather who raised him, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I say... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the only fault, but that he... <laughs> well, let let everyone see it. And, you know. Okay. So this was reminiscent of the movie Moonlight and the way it was shot to me. And, of course, Trevante Rhodes, who, you know, being one of the main characters. But the story wasn't anywhere near as loving or compassionate to me. The two fathers were ignorant... Uh, very prideful, foolish, and so was the mother. I don't know what your thoughts were on that. I'm in full agreement with you. There was no attempt to work things out, to get along, no attempt to reconcile, very little understanding of the child who was most at risk. And well, he was a teenager, almost an adult, and he's the one who was most impacted by the whole thing. You know, and it was just outrageous. And it showed how cruel, how unreasonable, and how vengeful and violent people can be toward each other. Mm -hmm. Mom didn't do anything to mediate or mitigate the relationship between the father of her son, the biological father of her son, and her current husband Mm -hmm. who raised her son. In the absence of his biological father, who was extremely carefree and irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a whole long story of people fighting, fighting, and fighting. And 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 uh, machismo, mm-hmm. and just a whole bunch of egotistical nonsense. It was really silly to me, Mom, because, you know, first of all, by law... Like the father, the 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 biological father had rights, and the uh, mother and the stepdad were trying to keep the kid away from their biological father, and I thought that was very foolish. It was foolish, and it was unenforceable legally. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, there was no attempt to try to get along at all without going into all the minute details of the movie because I do want you all to watch it and, you know, and draw your own conclusions, of course. But as far as I'm concerned, the whole premise was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely unreasonable on both ends and there was never any genuine attempt to try to work it out. Mm-hmm. And that you know, I just simply didn't understand because there was a point where the mother and stepfather made some feeble attempt, they claimed, mm-hmm. to allow the son and his biological father to visit as if they had any other legal recourse. Right. You know, and then they were ridiculous with that. Right. You know, they were ridiculous. They were they were uh, overbearing. It was too much oversight. They were trying to be con- controlling and then that caused resentment on the biological father's you know uh behalf and it was just ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous and for some reason it reminds me of the banshees of insuring mm-hmm. in in that something that could have been and should have been resolvable went to such ridiculous extremes yeah Yeah, I I, I agree with that, Ma. Um, I was disappointed in this because it had gotten a lot of, like, hype on, you know, in the uh, film, you know, premiere circuit and, you know, the artsy film premieres. And I was just kind of like, what? Like, this wasn't what I I was expecting. Um, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to go with a little premium, though. I'm going to go with a six. 
it wasn't the worst film that I've seen, but I think that they could have done so much more to elevate it and show how, you know, two, uh, you know, a biological father and a stepdad can get along and prioritize the child. Right. And Abs I was disappointed they didn't do this. And the mother didn't do it either. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely not. The mother came into it with her own level of vindictiveness, mm -hmm. you know, which is not helpful. You know, and then there was no involvement with the courts. And I don't advocate the courts being involved in family relationships unless you cannot come to a resolution mm -hmm. without other intervention. And there was never any attempt for that. Everything just Well, you went... know why. You know, because he had a, the biological father had a record and the stepdad was using that to his how, advantage. How, however, I understand why they said that on it, you know, within the, the, the confines of the, the script, but mm -hmm. that was ridiculous because one thing has nothing to do with the other. Sure. Unless he had an open outstanding warrant for which he had not responded. Right. But if he had a, his, a history, a criminal history, and he has satisfied, you know, in other words, paid his debt mm -hmm. to society, then that will have no bearing on his parenting. You cannot, if that's the case, you, you know how many people would not be, would have their parental rights terminated. Right. So, it, you know, that they're separate issues. And that's another piece that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, I wanted to, I wanted to continue to watch it. And in fact, I did continue watching it all the way through is because I kept hoping to see something better. Right. So what do you give it? Mom? Uh, I'm going about a five, five and a half. Okay, premium. You know, yeah, I'm but... giving it a very low premium. Okay, so you know, guys, you know, check it out and let us know what you think. Um, we both feel that it was an opportunity to do better. Okay, uh, so my the next movie is Babylon, which has been nominated for a lot of different awards. I don't think it was nominated for best picture in um at the Academy Awards, although it was nominated for you know, a few behind-the-scenes awards, um, but it was nominated for SAG, Golden Globes. So it was directed by Damien Chazelle, um, and I think it's like a decadent, outrageous period drama in the 1920s and 30s surrounding Hollywood, the Hollywood industry. Um, Brad Pitt is a popular leading man, aging leading man, I just wanted to preface that. And Margot Robbie is like a very self-conscious, beautiful wannabe starlet uh, with emotional baggage from the wrong side of the town, or if you want to say. Um, and then we have uh, Diego Calva, and his character is Miguel, and he's the Mexican immigrant who wants a more grandiose life than his simple country roots. And we also have Jovan Adipo, who guys, um, he was in Fences, and he's playing Sydney, a talented jazz uh, trumpeteer who's confronted with racism, obviously in the 1920s and 30s, we're still dealing with that now. Um, and then we have Lynn Julie, uh, is a lesbian cabaret singer who has to deal with homophobia in the 20s and 30s. So Ma, what are your thoughts on Babylon? Babylon was all over the place for me. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you from my own personal view, a lot of people don't embrace this. They think it's part of, you know, what we should be viewing. I don't like to see a lot of body fluids, okay? I don't like a lot of body fluids from everything from basic spit 
I don't like to see it. There was one character who was spitting every couple of minutes. Was mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't like uh, up chucking. You know, I don't like projectile vomiting. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like blood. If it's a murder story, I understand seeing some modicum of blood or horror. But, uh, uh, you know, or yeah, right. Mm. I don't like a picture that is just saturated with body fluids mm -hmm. okay from from elephant dung mm -hmm. to uh, you know to whatever type thing you know so it was too much of that to me all that kind of stuff is gross mm -hmm. okay and yeah. this movie was filled with that yeah and for some reason these writers seem to think that that is somehow makes their movie more exciting mm -hmm. or makes it more you know, just graphic or somehow appealing, but it does not. It's offensive and repulsive because most people try to uh, control their body fluids, mm -hmm. okay? So that's one thing. I didn't like that. I did very much enjoy the character of the lesbian cabaret singer. I thought that actress was very good. Mm -hmm. And there was, uh, I don't want to go all into the movie, but there was a part there where she showed great heroism when... Uh, the wild child mm -hmm. uh, who was Margo? Margot's yeah. character was bitten by a snake and the snake was wrapped around her neck. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, lesbian cabaret singer ran up to her and, and snatched, got the neck, uh, the neck, got the snake mm -hmm. uh, off her and actually sucked the venom out of her oh, neck. Oh gosh, okay. And, uh, I think she and, and, to Right, and spit it, and spit it, and spit it out. Okay. And, and poured alcohol on oh. her to okay. as an oh, antiseptic. Gosh, Ma. Yeah, well, you didn't Please, see that part. I can't but anyhow, but but well, this is what was in Why the movie. Are you, what I, you don't know what I saw. Oh well, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I'm sorry. But in any I event, to make in any event, to make a long story short, I thought that was very heroic of her because everyone else was running around and scared and crazy and drunk and everything and not really confronting it. You know, uh, uh, Eric Roberts was good, but he played just a sleazy character who was supposed to challenge to mm -hmm. to wrestle with a rattlesnake, and and he was drunk and fell out in the desert and did not, you know, uh, fight the snake, and therefore his daughter Margot Robbie she decided she would fight the snake, and that's how she got bitten by the snake what, and, and the snake wrapped so, around her neck. But what, what that was crazy. What are your thoughts on Margot Robbie? I thought Margot Robbie's character was just pathetic mm -hmm. but I thought she did a damn good job playing that pathetic character mm -hmm. I thought she did a very good job maybe more understated and not such a huge role but very impactful I thought was Jean Smart uh, that mm -hmm. one shocked she's me all, no, well no well, well, well no does. but I didn't think she was going to have that part okay you know because all along she had just been around dressed up attending the parties and mm -hmm. she you know I didn't think she but was it's gonna... Jean smart mom. It, it, We've been right seeing you're, her you're right and... you're right and and yeah. well I thought that was uh, I thought her part was great when mm -hmm. she sat down and had the talk when she was confronted by uh uh, With Brad Pitt. Pitt when she was we don't have to go into okay. that too, too I, I thought that was wonderful I thought okay. that was great I, I thought individual performances were very good yeah. the movie as a whole was kind of all over the place kind of helter skelterish mm -hmm. but I thought individual performances were real good I thought Brad Pitt was 
great. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in it, you mm-hmm. know. And and I hope somewhere along the line he gets some acknowledgement for that. I well, he, he was, was nominated for stuff throughout the season. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I, I got it. I, Once I saw the whole movie, I, think, I got it. I think the film itself probably hurt the performances. Uh, well, well, that's what it is. And, I think the, the acting, performances were great. Right, the acting was just real, one of those cases where the acting was superior to the script. Yeah, and and it really was. And I thought and they all were really good. I thought the, I, me too. The, the actor that played Miguel, was he good. was good. Absolutely. I thought obviously uh, the one that played uh, the, the trumpeteer, the jazz trumpeteer, Javon, he was good. He was, he really was good. good. Yeah, Margot. Yes, Margot was. That's good. what. Brad that's what. Good. That's really what it was. You had a lot of really very excellent, even great performances in a not good movie. Yeah, you the, know. The so movie that's kinda, was. Yeah. So what do you what do you give the movie, Ma? I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, I'm go- I'm gonna have to give it. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'm going gonna go with a seven point five premium. Okay, so that's I'm, I'm gonna that's, go with it. That's a higher premium. And well, I'm gonna go with a higher premium because what drug it down was the script, but what raised made it raise up was the performances. Was the performances, right? Yeah, I'm not really. I'm I'm not really that far behind you. Um, in full disclosure, I did fall asleep at some point during the film and woke up. I did go back and, you know, watch the things that I missed. Um, so I will say, it, it's not a film that will make you fall asleep, but it is long. It's three hours and eight oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that mm, I'm thinking maybe they could have cut out. I would say they could have cut out probably 20 minutes of it or yeah, so. Or half hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was extremely long. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a premium seven because I thought the performances were excellent. But I will, but a lot of things turned me off like from the beginning. And people I, I was going to say that. The, yeah. the whole beginning scene, just, you yeah. know, and, yeah. And there's a lot of things that are very graphic. That really, just that really, not, did, it really did not add to the movie. They no. could have introduced the elephant and the decadence and extraordinary extravagance without doing all that right right you know, and yeah. and and it was not just like about you know like this like like sex is not uh you know a, a turn off or something that will just make you say oh i don't want to watch this it was more of just like grotesque oh uh, yeah violent, oh, ab- oh absolutely stuff you so. know the 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 whole big Sodom and gomorrah kind of thing going on might have drawn people to it all right but it was the, all the other disgusting not other dis- but all the things that actually you know were disgusting mm-hmm. you know so so yeah so you know um it's worth a watch for sure just for the performances oh yeah absolutely i, I would say watch it for sure Okay, and our last film was something that Ma didn't want to watch. Uh, was it's called? I did not. Mayan. And- I, 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 that you know, absolutely, I did not want to watch it. It was one of the last things that I decided to watch. You know, before the podcast. Okay. You know, okay. and I did not want to watch it because I thought it was going to be a bunch of silly nonsense. And in fact, it was silly nonsense, but it was creative. It was silly creative. nonsense, right? And it was starring, so it was starring Allison Williams. Everybody knows her from Girls and from, she was in Get Out and is Brian Williams' daughter um, and Violet McGraw. So it's a comedy horror store, black a horror drama, a, what, do, what do you call it? Black horror comedy, right? Right. right. Black comedy. Yeah. Horror. Yeah. So anyway, it's about um, um, an AI-like doll that's programmed to be a child's best friend. And Allison Williams plays Gemma. 
Um, and she's a, you know, a coder. She works at a tech company. Um, and her niece comes to live with her after a terrible accident. And Megan, the lifelike doll, is born. And after that, everything else shifts and changes in the world. Um, it's funny. It's evil. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, there was a lot of things to me that didn't quite make sense, but it's a horror film, so you have to kind of throw your hands in the air. Um, I don't understand the shift from Megan just kind of being protective of the little girl to the to a homicidal maniac. Oh, right, like that right. was weird. To right, me. right, right. Um, I kind of understood where Allison Williams' character came from, where she uh, just kind of didn't like. She didn't do like a parental control for the doll because she was in a rush to get it out and just kind of, um, you know, have something out there. And her, her entire life is devoted to toys and to robots. So I get that. But I never understood the relationship with her sister. Like that was never disclosed. They didn't, they didn't delve into that, yeah. but you had the feeling that they weren't they that weren't, close. They weren't that close. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, but, but it was entertaining. But her what sister, but, but her sister loved her enough to leave her, her in charge of her daughter. Right. So that said a whole lot, mm -hmm. you know, that she entrusted her to care for her daughter. Emma, I thought it was primarily about greed, mm -hmm. ambition, selfishness. You know, and how we prioritize and, and you know, yeah. those those different emotions and those different values. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that Megan, okay, was the personification or manifestation of all those negative, this is what can happen mm -hmm. when you have all these uh, perverted priorities, yeah. right? Such as success at all costs. Money at all costs, mm -hmm. career at all costs, and mm -hmm. oh, maybe I should have found out how this works, how you feel, what's going on, you know, as an afterthought, you know. And so I think that's what it was all about. I think there was a bunch of sim symbolism that we have seen many times before yeah. when we let negative emotions or, or you know, the deadly sins, you know, like greed and, mm -hmm. you know, envy and all these kind of things. When we let those kind of emotions take over, that this is what happens. Yeah. You know? And um, so I thought it was good. We've seen the similar themes before. This was just a little more sophisticated and a little more creative, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, this whole, this whole thing of putting... Uh, movies into categories and genres. I have even an issue with that. Okay. You know, because uh, I guess it was horrible, but uh, I don't know that I would necessarily have put it in the category of a horror movie. You thought it was horrible? Well, horrible when they did the, the, the murders. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing yeah. had some horrible aspects to it. But uh, I, I'm going to say, I really, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 6.5 to a 7. Okay, so premium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um it was listen, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um yeah. I Me too. I, I I thought it would be, you know, something that we should watch because it was so popular. Um and I, you know, try to go with pop culture. Um I'm going to give it a 7. 
um, pop. I'm sorry, seven uh, <laughs> premium pop. Uh, seven premium. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a little bit different. Um, even though they had the aspect of the lifelike doll, which we had with Chucky. Um, but Megan was a lot more sophisticated. Oh, absolutely. And um, Abs- and a lot more human. Human, yeah. And, and that's why, you know, you, you, you go into, you're kind of like befuddled when they have her just for kind of no reason going around trying to kill people. Yeah. You know, But so. we have people like that. Well, now that's the real horror. Yeah. Okay. That's the real horror. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so it was definitely worth watching. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, so we're going to go into some TV shows. Um, there's a couple of TV shows that we um, will, you know, hit on next week. But um, we're going to start off with the season finale of Harlem. So the last two episodes, actually, the penultimate and the season finale, in which, um, you know, we see Montai was connecting with the um, with Rachel True, um, her character. Uh, but unknowingly, she was hooking up with her Rachel True's daughter, and then, um, and having a very just sex type relationship with, uh, you right, know, yeah, we can hit on that couple. Let's let's just take it a couple of, I mean, not couple, okay. sorry, of uh, character. Time. Time. What are you, what okay, are you, what are you thinking about Ty for season? I'm the thinking, next season, okay, I'm so. thinking Ty has a dilemma, and now she's got to decide whether or not she wants to actually connect emotionally or just have these random hookups. Mm-hmm. And I think she has already felt an emotional connection to Rachel True's character Mm -hmm. as opposed to her daughter. Right. I think that's what, you know, that's what was so funny about it because Mm -hmm. not only was it mother and daughter unbeknownst to her, she had such a very different type of feeling because remember she left the daughter Mm -hmm. and did not have sex with her and went to visit the mother because she felt an emotional tie to the mother. So she's going to have to make that kind of decision when uh when the show comes back and i don't think she'll necessarily have to sever relationships with both of them but if she does she's going to come to the realization that she does want an emotional connection to someone whether it's rachel true or whatever and that she's not fulfilled just going around just having sex boom 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 but that's it right right and i think it's interesting because it and they mentioned about her like having you know procreating and you know sometimes people don't realize that until they Get a certain age until you know? it becomes an, until issue. It's an issue. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so I think I, we're going to see the development of that coming oh, up in the next season for um, for Ty. For Ty. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's go in with Angie. Angie, who to me has been the character that I like the least, just because she was too much on every area, and she was and she was to me draining when it came to her dealing with Quinn. But I also, the way they wrote it this season, it seemed as though Quinn needs Angie too. Like they both need each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so I appreciate that because the first season, it just seemed like Angie was just like, take, 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 take. Right. Take, take, take. Right. Yeah. So I liked how they did it this season. I feel that Angie, I hope everything works out with her and Michael. Um, because he seems to really be like drawn to her and, and he seems to understand her right you know he he knows what's going on with right. everything and how she is and this and that and he's able to look beyond that to 
the inner person and the real person mm -hmm. and understand that uh, she behaves the way she behaves for a whole lot of reasons, you know. Yeah, for her and, own Yeah, issues. for her own protection. For And she's protecting her heart by doing that and not getting, once again, so emotionally invested because all of her relationships have been transactional, yeah. uh, you know, and mm, not really benefiting her in any other way. Yeah, you're right. And um, so I, I like that. Let, let's see where that goes. I'm, I mean, it's it seems like they're kind of headed... Uh, down the right path. Yeah, I like know, it too. In, ter in terms of fulfillment, yeah, um, I like mm -hmm. it too. I'm crossing my fingers for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Quinn, I don't understand what the hell was going on with Quinn because it looked like she was on a cruise ship or on a yacht or whatever the hell she was going um, by herself. Right? Yeah, yeah. What was that? I didn't. I didn't get that. I'm not sure. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just do a little bit of uh, forecast. Can I here. just say something quick? Oh, oh yeah, her real life husband was on this episode. Yeah. Oh, and, that was great. That was um, he and he was Andre he, in Empire. In Empire, and they have a baby. They actually, I think she is pregnant. Was pregnant with her second child. In, at the end of the second season so congratulations to them but go ahead Bob. sorry oh yeah congratulations they're a nice looking couple I can say that um, I am thinking that she is going to he plays an ex-boyfriend of hers uh, mm -hmm. on Harlem mm -hmm. and what I'm thinking is that they are going to at some point find their way back to each other you think so I think so I think at some point, I think they're going to, you know, well, Quinn, I, clearly she's having a rocky road. You know, she's going through a whole lot, but I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, if not him, somebody else, but it appears that it's going to be him. Okay. Just the in reintroduction of him into her life and the introduction of him to the audience for the first time I think it's uh, make, makes me think that, you know, uh, something may happen because very often... In real life, we meet up with people at one juncture and we're not both ready to do the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then down the road, we're looking at each other maybe differently. Yeah. You know, After we've so, grown and got to know yeah, ourselves it, better. Absolutely. You know, so um, that's what I'm predicting for Quinn. Okay. Um, and finally, Camille. Camille and Ian, did they break up again? Like, what the hell? Like, what is that? Uh, you know what? I'm tired of Megan coming across that way in everything she's in. Okay. It's like, I, I don't know why it happened, why I did it. Everything was perfect, but uh, oh, all of a sudden something just went wrong, you know? And I think at this point her character should be just a wee, just a modicum more mature than that. Oh, I agree, Mom. You know, so I, so let's see how that goes. I mean, she was with Benny, then she wasn't with No, Benny. no. I, I'm sorry. What's Ian. His name? Ian. Ian. I'm sorry. She was with Eddie. Okay, Ian. Okay, Ian. She was with Ian, then she wasn't with Ian. Then she broke, uh, had this whole, you know, uh, rendezvous and broke up everything in his marriage. And, yeah. and then they got back together and now all of a sudden... Oh, but my, what's the let's thing? Let's break up again. What, so this is the thing that I've been hearing and just kind of, you know, doing a little research. Yeah, let's hear it. Women who have decided that maybe I don't want to have children. That's kind of the theme with Megan Good's character. 
And she said that's the dilemma that she faced in real life as a, you know, she, yeah. we don't make a sure. divorce and, you know, yeah, whatever sure. happened with that. Sure. And that's something that they put out in, in the, you know, full, full frontal when we see that because she's undecided. And well, I think her character is a little bit younger than she is in real life. Right. But she's still at the age where it's like, where she, yeah. those things are considerations. Those are considerations yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what my thinking about it is this, that maybe it sort of did, you know, there's sort of some, some overlap between what's going on in her private life and her real life, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, her TV life and her real life and so forth. What I don't like about it is how come it's always ending up in her seeming ditzy it ends up with her seeming as if she is immature, mm-hmm. not uh, considering those very real things mm-hmm. before she enters relationships or re-enters relationships or is a party to breaking up a relationship. And I don't think Why she's like that things, in real life. I don't either. Yeah. But her characters, I'm yeah. saying she's get, you know running the risk of getting typecast as a goofy you know, goofy and, well, and just sort of... She's well, one of the producers of the well, show. I think well she's good, sort of, Yeah, but well sort of, you know, a person who doesn't think things through thoroughly. Okay. You know, the kind of problems that she's being confronted with are easy I w- problems. I would just... I'm going to defend her in saying that I don't think that she's typecast in, oh, I'm undecided on what I want to do as far as having children. Let's no. not go there. No, 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 no. Where I'm saying she's typecast is, okay. why didn't you know that before you got okay. this deep again with a man you've already been with I get and on and on and on? I, I'm in you agreement know, with you on that's that. That's what I'm talking about. Not the things that she's uh, conflicted about because they are real. You, they and, are legitimate. And I also think, Ma, I guess because we've seen Megan Good grow from when she was a kid to you know a, a, a good and grown woman right. and i think that there hasn't been a lot of uh growth in some of her roles i when i look at her playing that's exactly it when i look at her playing you got a, it daughter. Um, that's exactly it why professor. is she still why is she still but she's playing she doesn't a seem like a real professor a scatterbrain right you right. know professor right you know why are you playing a professor who was dealing with issues she should have resolved 10 years ago. Yeah, and I think, and here's my thing. So there's like a couple things, because I'm thinking of this as we're talking. Like um, Felicia Felicia Rashad, who um, is, you know, attractive woman. Angela Bassett, attractive woman. They always seemed as though whatever role you threw at them, if you needed them to be a professor, if you needed them to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, that they were able to they were those characters right right and i feel like megan good who i like a lot doesn't seem to be able to i don't feel that she's really a professor right she seems like the student Uh, absolutely absolutely why are you a student when you're behaving like a uh, I mean, why are you the professor and you're behaving like the intern, right? Or right. Or, or the assistant or something like that? And I don't. And no. like I said, and I, I don't. Agree. And I think that in real life, she has her ish together, and she is not like that. You know, she she has her. You know, she her business together. She's a producer. She's been a businesswoman for years, and she's handling everything. But I, when it comes to the roles, I don't know. 
But Harlem is a good series. So what can you I, say? I have to agree with you a thousand percent, daughter. I am enjoying Harlem mm-hmm. this season very much. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I didn't didn't start off that way. I was uh, just very lukewarm toward it, yeah. you know, in the first season. But this second season, I, I, I'm feeling the writing. Uh, I like the development of the characters, and I want to see them do a little bit more with Megan Good. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly lots of room for character development with Megan Good. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I'm a fan. Yeah. I. I. I not. I'm but a, I'm a fan. And. And. I, I'm, and I'm really I am proud of them. I'm yeah. really, really proud of them. I, I, I feel I'm like feeling, they really. I'm feeling 100. percent They really I, elevated this season. Absolutely, and I like it that Angie has taken the time moment to breathe yeah you know just yeah. exhale for a minute angie i mean you know listen and she there, has done that there's my listen there's some people that are always going to be the samantha like in sex in the city there's of some course. people that are going to be that of course and i get that and i understand that but you have to have growth in that absolutely absolutely you know you're not always yeah. going to be the sexiest, the hottest, the whatever it is, you know, not Angie was not, and, and you know, but and you also are not gonna at some point you're gonna stop and say, I'm I'm not really feeling fulfilled with this. Right, that's my thing. I, I'm not you really, know. you know, whatever at this juncture in my life, you know, I've been there, done that over and over and over again, and I'm still feeling. Uh, there's an, a song by. Uh, Etta James is the person I heard sing the song. And it's called I Want a Sunday Kind of Love. Mm-hmm. Okay? She wants a love that's stable, secure, peaceful. She can feel warm and happy. And, you know, anybody can have that Saturday, Friday, and all that mm-hmm. kind of love. I want a Sunday kind of love. Mm-hmm. And you reach a point in your life, some people very early, mm-hmm. you know, but certainly eventually later on, you reach a point where all that you know tom dick and harry is not enough it's not enough it's not enough. it doesn't yeah 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 so so, I, so, that's so I think we're seeing angela uh angela i'm sorry well, angie her, her main angie. name might be angela yeah. it's angie you know well i'm glad that we're yeah. seeing angie de- developing today. yeah and you know and, and as the writers life are would say, aware of and that. as life would say in your 30s that's normally what happens. Not so much Absolutely. in your 20s. Absolutely. In your 20s, go have fun, do well, what you're doing. We're glad to see that happen because now, 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 you know, we know some people who are behaving mm-hmm. in a way that. Mm-mm. I'm not going to say anything. We don't have to say anything, but we know that's out there. All right. Well, anyway, I enjoyed Harlem season two, Ma. I'm giving it Thumbs a top up. shelf. Yep, top shelf. Top shelf too. Yeah. Top shelf for me too. I'm gonna um Absolutely. I'm going to talk a little bit about shrinking and let you go in with it so we can so I can refresh our uh cocktails. Okay. Because it is uh the weekend. All right. Okay. So my so shrinking starring Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, and of course Harrison Ford. I'm enjoying it. Um I think Siegel, he is a therapist and obviously he's dealing with the sudden uh accidental death of his wife he's a single father now of a teenage daughter whose hormones are racing all over the place and um he's dealing with it um not necessarily in the best way um harrison ford is uh, diagnosed with parkinson's disease we know and jessica williams is a fellow therapist who was also the best friend of 
Jason Siegel's late wife. And then we also have the noisy, the, not noisy, I'm sorry, nosy neighbor. <laughs> She's noisy and She's, nosy. She, yeah. The nosy, um, noisy neighbor. She is. Yeah. But, Mom, go ahead and, and tell us what you think about what's going okay, on. Okay, shrinking, shrinking, I, I, I really like shrinking a lot. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the thing about shrinking is that I think the, the main character is very lovable because he's vulnerable. He's, of course, he's going through, you know, the uh, grieving period because of the recent loss of his wife. And also there's um, the relationship, the very kind of fractured relationship he has with his daughter, well, which is on the men. And, and he's just sort of really sweet and lovable. I like his relationship with his clients. I like it that he has a young African-American man that he trusts enough to have in his home with his daughter. And, in fact, the trust is well-placed because okay. we have seen that the young African-American man who the daughter thinks is beautiful, the teenage daughter thinks is beautiful. Do you think he's beautiful, Mom? Uh, he has a beautiful spirit, for sure. He has a beautiful attitude. I mean, now that he's going through those anger management classes or whatever, you know. Um it, it, but he's good, and he is not inappropriate with the daughter. He's more big brotherly, for sure. And yeah. he, he keeps everything in his proper perspective with the daughter and is, no, and, and is in no way inappropriate, although it may seem to be an opportune time for him to be that way. He is not. And, and that part is wonderful. I love the African-American co-worker. Jessica Williams. Je yeah, Jessica two Williams. Two Broke Girls. Yeah, from Two Broke Girls, who is just really spot on as his co-worker. And now we don't know if that relationship is transitioning into something else. I don't want to say. I don't know. But let's just see what happens as it goes down. The next door neighbor who has been almost a surrogate mother to the daughter after she lost her mother, has uh -huh. been both intrusive and lovable. She's also old enough to be almost like just, uh, Jason Siegel's mother. Right. Yeah. And she and she is just and she is just a sweetie pie. Yeah. And as all sweetie pies, you know, she crosses the boundaries and everything. No. But but she but she is absolutely lovable mm -hmm. and invaluable and the relationship with her and uh What's her name? Jesse? Jessica? What's her name? Jessica Williams. Her and Jessica Williams have become buddies initially. Yeah. Initially, they had a totally adversarial relationship, but they have gotten to know each other better, and now they are ace boon coon. Mm -hmm. They are buddies, and that's great. And let me tell you the surprise for me. Oh, okay. Harrison Ford. You I don't, thought, you don't I know thought, about no, Harrison no, no, Ford? No, 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 no. I know about him very well. I didn't okay. think he'd have such a prominent role on the show. Why wouldn't you think he's having I, some I, I did, no, no, I'm no, really no, confused. No, no, no. no, no. I didn't think he would do that kind of role. Okay, gotcha. Is what I'm trying to say. Not, okay. I know he's... Harrison Ford. Okay. I understand that okay. completely. It's Indiana um, Jones, I, 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 You know what I'm not confused about. Wars? it. was and, and a bunch of other stuff, too. Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, he was. No, but what was his name? I don't remember. Okay. You know, I barely remember anything but Harrison Ford. But anyhow. Okay, good. He is, his character, uh, it, it was a role for him to take. I understand why he accepted that role. Yeah. That role fits him like a glove on a hand. You know, mm -hmm. that role fits him so well because he is the patriarch mm -hmm. in his elderly kind of fumbling and curmudgeon way. He's only almost 80. 
He's, and, well, in real life, he's 82 or 83. Oh, yeah, he's in. Oh, he's okay. only in his 80s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So, he's doing a so, good job. And he is really so good. And he just sort of, when everybody is going helter skelter, he just sort of pulls it all together. You know, I like the way he just sort of. Uh, in a kind of very confidential way mm -hmm. was seeing and counseling, provide counseling to the daughter, to, to uh, the main characters. What's his name? Jason Siegel's daughter. Yeah. Right? I can't I, remember I her name that. right now, but yeah. I, I love that. That was just really so great because she would not talk to her father and she wasn't seeing any other therapist, but he was not just a therapist. He just really was her friend. Right. Who happens to be a brilliant therapist. Yeah. You know, uh, just, just good. I'm a big fan of it. I am a big fan of the show. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not really rating it, but I'm going to recommend it to everyone who enjoys, you know, good, uh, you know, entertainment and insightful and engaging, intelligent viewing. Okay. You, you will really like it. Oh, yeah. You will really love it. Okay. okay. Well, I've, I'm really enjoying Shrinking. I recommend you watch it from the same producers of Ted Lasso has a Ted Lasso feel only this is a little bit more of a sad sadder undertone I would say absolutely um, absolutely but really good all right man let's talk about our last show of the week which is the season premiere season three premiere of Mandalorian and um I'm gonna kind of break it down a little bit um this is about redemption Mando has been exiled from his tribe for removing his helmet um, because he made eyes with Grogu. Um, Mandu, you know, must fly home to Mandalore to bathe in the water beneath its salt mines for redemption. We see Carl, Carl Weathers, um, his name, what is it, Greek Cargo or whatever, something to that yeah, effect. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is running things in Navarro and wants Mando and Grogu to make Navarro their home. But Mando is obviously on a mission of redemption this season. We see Bo Cotton, um, who has an attitude because hmm. um, Mando has the dark saber that Bo needs to become Mandalore. Um, so she tells Mando, she does tell him where Mando needs to go in, in along his travels. Well, she's days. bitter anyway. But she's very bitter. Oh, um, boy. My biggest issue with this episode, with the premiere, was it was very short. And oh yeah, I wanted to see more. I wanted, I enjoyed it. I, I wanted to see. I more. wanted to see more, and I think you know you got to do a little bit of research to figure out what's what and who's who. Except for I remember, I remember the characters, but I don't necessarily remember like when they start talking about other characters. Like that part was a little bit annoying, but to me it was still a top shelf, but just way too short. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping to see more, too. I, I guess that's, you know, a compliment to the writers, you know, on not really so much of a criticism because I enjoyed it so much. I was, you know, wanted to see more. I'm going to say something. This is way out of left field, but I'm going to just share this. Mm -hmm. Mando, mm -hmm. okay, I want him to get some fulfillment and satisfaction. But he he's last of us. Yeah. And he's all... You know Pedro is single. Yeah. In real life. Oh, you know, he's last he's of single. us. He's single. He doesn't oh, have any kids. Oh, anymore. my goodness. I wish I had another daughter that I could give him a beautiful person. But my only daughter's already married. And she has a lovely husband. Oh, but other Okay, than you that, better watch what yeah, you say. You know, okay. and so, but because I really wish that, you know, because I, I, I'm like, oh, my God. 
God, he's in two movies and he's just alone, alone, alone. Two really successful vehicles and he's just alone, alone, alone in all of them. Yeah. In one, he's got Grogu and the other one, he's got Bella. But he's really alone in terms of a, a, a mate. Yeah, he is. In terms of a real mate. Yeah. So, well, but both of them you will just love. You will love him as Mando. Okay. And, you know, struggling to redeem, you know, his status, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and you, you know, you will love him so much uh, in The Last of Us. Struggling to find all of the identity and sense of self and family and, and just everything. So, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love them both. I love them both. And I was very much looking forward to, you know, Mandalorian coming back. And, and I'm going to continue to watch. And he's, you know, he's on his he's mission. He's doing his thing. He's on so. his mission. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, next week, we're going to go more into BMF and Last of Us. And we will announce on, on Wednesday's episode next uh, episode what our book of the month is for March you know and we guys we really want you to uh, read along with us whether it's audio whether you know it's a, a paperback please and we appreciate your comments um, the likes are great but we also want to hear comments on what you think about the book okay all right so Ma, I'm gonna talk about you know one of my um, people that I like um, Katie okay. So Kevin, KD, okay, Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant okay. recently spoke on a podcast um, and he said, this is his about his relationship with Kyrie. We all move and do things that we want to do for our careers. I can't fault somebody for doing that, even though it might have been at our expense as a team. I don't want to act like I wasn't upset that we didn't finish the season because I love playing with Kyrie. Um, I wanted to see where we can go with that because we were both playing at a high level. Right. What Irving right. was doing behind the scenes with his contract negotiations was, I don't want to even think about none of that stuff. Right. Whatever he is doing, that's him. Whatever. What We haven't had a conversation, but eventually we will. Okay, Ma, so my question to you is, do you think as a friend you have the duty to have a conversation with your good friend before you leave the team or company, however appropriate it is, um, before you plan to leave? Do you think you should tell your, your girl, your boy yes. that you're leaving? Okay. Yes, yes. The okay. immediate answer is, is yes. yes. Okay. And, and, and I can say that with strong conviction and confidence okay. and without any qualification in this particular case because... KD had a lot of input when it came to bringing Kyrie on to the team. Okay. Okay, at least reputedly. Okay. Okay, and in that case in particular, there should have been this conversation about, guess what? Things are not working out for me here to my satisfaction, and, you know, I'm going to make an exit. Absolutely they should have had that conversation. And the onus was on Kyrie to bring it to KD. Okay. Not for KD to have to come up to him every day and say, how you doing, Kyrie? How you doing, Kyrie? Right. You know, so, yes. So that's how I feel. I, I think he should have, I think it's his boy. He should have just been upfront and honest Absolutely. about it. I don't think you should kind of, you know, be sneaky in, in these situations. It's different when you are, you know, 
keeping private what someone else says, but when it's you, I would tell. I would tell Absolutely. something that directly affected my good It friend. was Kyrie's place and obligation to to speak with Katie. Would you forgive Katie? If you were Katie, would you forgive Kyrie? Yes. That's my question. Yes. You would. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not giving you a bad behavior, a whole lot of my energy. Yeah. I forgive would you. you be friends with him again? I would I would never give him the level of trust that I gave him before. Okay. I you know, uh we still be civil. You can come to the barbecue and this and that, but would I go into a business deal with you? You know, or would I you know what I mean? Yeah. I will never trust you on the level that I did before because right. I see that you are not trustworthy on that level. You've okay. already shown that to me. So I'm not gonna risk putting any uh you know, significant amount of trust in you when you've already shown me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Okay? So that's how I would look at Kyrie and anybody else who did that. Okay. You know, yeah. All right. Um, I'm in agreement with you. Um, you know, for the most part, I would just look at Kyrie sideways at this point. Um, but I want to say congratulations to the Mavs because they beat the the uh, 76ers, uh, you know, the night before. and both With Luka and Luka Kyrie and, on the floor. Right, and they uh -huh. both scored and over that 40 in, points. Uh, yeah, and the, see, so, and that in my mind was the issue. And mm -hmm. I said, if they can work that out with mm -hmm. both of them on the floor. Remember mm -hmm. I already said that you was looking at me, oh my, they have to be on the floor at the same time. With both of them on the floor, if they can work that out. No, I understood that. I get, I think yeah. we misunderstood each other. Okay. Yeah. Well, with both of them on the floor, if they could work out those egos yeah. and those plays. you were saying something the egos. else, Ma. Well, well maybe you thought I was saying something else, but I think I was saying just what I'm well, saying Well, then maybe now. we were saying the same thing. I think maybe we were. Okay. And it was just a matter of semantics. But yeah. in any event, yeah. uh I knew working that out would be the most difficult. I felt we should go to a Mavs game, huh? Okay. Well, you know we're we're right in the area, mm -hmm. so no problem. You know how far? Where do they play? They play over in Frisco. No, they play, they play in Dallas. They play oh in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Me and um. Well, pick my, up the, my pick sweet up, husband. Pick up the tickets. Me. You know, like y'all always do. <laughs> I'll pick, 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 pick up the We've been to every other game with everything else. So, so pick up the tickets. So I'll pick them up. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, I'm not going to go into this. I was going to go into Biden and the crime bill because um, that was controversial. I, I will leave that alone because I don't want anybody coming at me. Um, we are both Democrats. We're both liberal. Um, but we, you know, we, we have our opinions as human beings. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll leave that alone. Another episode. So Shaka Khan, my people, um, well, I don't know how people felt about this, but it was kind of controversial. So she isn't holding back her opinions on music stars who ranked higher than her on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest singers of all time. So in an episode of a Los Angeles Magazine podcast, Shaka Khan, who will be turning six. 70, sorry, we'll be turning 70 soon, gave her unfiltered reaction to finding out... Yeah, her birthday is this month, March. Right, to yeah. finding out that her her music magazine ranked Mariah Carey, Adele, and Mary J. Blige higher than her. And she said, what list is that? Khan said when told on the podcast about the list. These are somebody's opinions, Correct. Then that's all I have to say. I feel honored, however, is not going to take me over any moon. 
these people don't quantify or validate me in any way. She criticized the list because Carrie, uh, she was ranked 29 uh, and Mariah Carey was ranked number five. Adele was ranked number 22 and Mary J. Blige 25. So Mar- Mariah Carey was ranked at number five, okay? So mm-hmm. let's just keep that in mind. Right. She says, even though I don't know what the hell you were talking about. What rank was Chaka? 29. Okay, 29. I don't even know what the hell you were talking about, so obviously lists don't mean a great deal to me. When told about Carrie's ranking, she said, that must be payola. When told about Adele's ranking, she said, okay, I quit. And then she really came, went in after Mary J. Blige ranking, saying they need hearing aids. And she used some type of derogatory saying, um, when she referred to, you know, somebody must okay. be blind and okay. deaf. Okay. So I'll leave that alone. Okay. Okay. So what are your thoughts on all this? That's okay. the whole point. First of all, that. let's start with Mary. Let's see what she forgot when they're ranking. They're ranking voices and mm-hmm. whatever, and but and they're also ranking performance, okay? Because mm-hmm. when, when it's a visual thing, you just really can't help but separate it, especially in today's where you have the videos and the this and the that, uh-huh. okay? Can she dance like Mary? Does she walk in with swag like Mary? Is her fashion like Mary? Does okay. she tell a story like Mary? Okay. Okay? Does she have all the gravitas like Mary? Okay. Okay? All that's going into the minds of people who are voting. But wait a minute. You're talking about a voice. Shaka, when have you last had a voice? Thank you. When I didn't have you say it. When have you last Out had a voice? For well, my I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to say it. She's my elder too, but not by very much. But she's also my elder. Exactly. And what I'm going to say is this: Stop, girl. Stop. Mm-hmm. The people who did the ranking, they were people who have good hearing ability. Ma. Adele. Okay. Good hearing ability, Chaka. That's who ranked them. You don't think Adele has a better voice than Chaka? Forget Mariah. Mariah, at her peak, had one of the best voices ever. 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 She's in another stratosphere. Right. So, so, you know, Chaka, be glad that you... I saw you on there with Stephanie Mills, who (laughs) also has a lovely voice. Stephanie Mills okay. blew her out the... You know, you know, it's payola. You call it payola with Mariah. You know how she got that money for payola? Off that beautiful voice right. where she sold all those hundreds of millions of albums. Right. That's where she got the payola money from. Right. 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 So, no, no. Chaka, go Chaka to me, was up too high. 29. Chaka... Based on your recent last 20 or 30 years, you did good to even make the list. And I like her songs, but I never was that crazy about her voice. I know people like her, but I was never. Chaka, in your prime, you about number 75 or 80. In your prime, people just deferred to you for longevity. They put you anywhere on the list. Go ahead, Chaka. No, Mm -mm. no. Mm. And we're fellow Aries too, if I if I'm not mistaken. I think your birthday is the twenty something of March. Okay. Okay. No. All right. No, Chaka. So no, so I'm yeah. Not, so I'm I was not a... feeling what you're saying, Chaka. No. All right, Ma. So let's move on. You didn't see this. I meant to show this to you. I don't know what happened. Just the day goes by. So uh, Tamron Hall. Um, this is Tamron Hall versus Larsa Pippen. So Larsa Pippen is Scotty Pippen's. Yeah, ex-wife. yeah, 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 yeah. So. The Larson Pippen appeared on the Tamron Hall show, and so Tamron jumped right in asking Larson to address 
her 16 year age difference with Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son, former collegiate basketball star who is 32 and she is 48. So Larsa shrugged off the idea uh, that the couple's age difference was an issue. Um, I've dated guys that were a lot older than me. Scotty is 10 years older than me, her ex-husband for yeah, 20 yeah. years. Yes. So I don't really view age as you're mature or immature. I don't feel like that determines if you're mature or not. I feel like if you can drink at 21, then you can go to war at 18. I feel like there are different circumstances that I feel like age doesn't really determine your level of maturity. So Tamron kind of went in, um, you know, about the relationship between Scotty, mentioning the relationship between Scotty and Michael Jordan. Right. She also asked Larsa why she would choose to date Marcus in light of her ex her her ex's negative relationship with Michael Jordan. Negative relationship? Negative. They have a negative relationship. Now, now. Right. Okay. I can't basically explain how someone else feels. That's how Scotty feels, and he has the right to feel that way. I personally don't really care about other people out there. I feel like I live my truth. I'm happy. I feel like we get along. He's my best friend, and so is your best friend. I feel like we have a lot in, car- in common and then she went on I'm not gonna go too much um I didn't plan it like that it wasn't like it, it was planned I think we were just together a lot with our friends and it just ha- so happened it wasn't like something I planned you you gotta remember I feel like for me being you know married to someone that was an athlete or whatever it's really hard you get scrutinized a lot people don't think you should have a life once you get divorced they think you're once you're divorced you're like done and she kept no, on Tamron right, kept on, you know, talking about, you know, was Michael Jordan and his new wife on board with their the, the relationship? And Larsa quickly shut down Tamron's line of questioning. I feel like it's not about my parents or his parents. They're all happy. Our whole family's fine. I feel like it's more about where I am, where he is. I feel like we're in a great place. We motivate each other. We're really happy being together. And I feel like that's the most important thing. So who was out of pocket or on the money in this conversation? I'm going to say there's a possibility that neither one of them were out of pocket. Okay. Tamron has a show Mm -hmm. to run. Mm -hmm. Okay. And make successful and keep on the air. Okay, so Tamron has money to make. Okay, uh, maybe uh, Piven does. What's the name? Larson. Larsa. Larsa. Maybe yeah. Larsa does too. I don't know. She's okay, on but... um one of those housewives shows. Okay, so well, same thing. Yeah, it's all related to her career as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. people will want to ask that question because there's even though there's no real relationship but blood tie yeah. it almost seems a little inappropriate and incestuous not just because about an age difference but because that is Michael Jordan's son and Scotty and Mike at at one time were ace boom coon mm-hmm. so they were close mm-hmm. and then now they're the adversaries, yeah. so that's a whole different reason, you know. And so, some people might say, Of all the men in the world, how did you end up with somebody so connected to and involved with somebody who has been so in- integral to your ex husband in yeah. the past? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's one piece of it, Go ahead. in addition to the age thing. Mm-hmm. So, Tamron is 
she's an interviewer and it's her show. So even if she personally had it all figured out or wasn't concerned, you know, the public is, you know, so yeah. she's going with the flow. And Larsa, whatever her true feelings are, and maybe she expressed them, maybe mm-hmm. that is really what it is, has the right to go with whatever adult that she, that wants, she wants to go, to go with. with. And he's a 30-something-year-old right. man. He's and, not a, he's and not a so, child. Right. He's and fully so, developed as a man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so uh, uh, for that reason, or those reasons, mm-hmm. uh, to me, neither one of them were out of pocket. I don't think, I think that, I think the age thing would have never came into play because Michael Jordan himself is married to a woman who is significantly younger than And him. his first wife was older. Oh yeah, oh, Juanita was older, right. not not so not significantly, yeah. but you know, but, yeah. but this wife is, yeah. you know, I don't know, 15, yeah. 16 years yeah. younger, maybe so, at the same difference. So but I think it this... was more of the relationship between Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen is really why Tamron felt that she can go in for everything, right? Absolutely, and I think you know, absolutely, um, you know, inquiring minds want to know. But Larsa, you can date who you want to date. That's your business. Absolutely, I'm sure Scottie Pippen did whatever the hell he wanted to do. Oh please. And and also, I guarantee you that Tamron feels that way. Yeah, yeah you know. So, yeah. well, so a, that's it. So she, to me, they weren't out of pocket either way yeah. at all. Okay, know. so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions quick. Then we're gonna get into our last reality show because we've been talking a lot today. I didn't realize. Okay, so my this is a new segment um, called "Would You Do This in Real Life?" Um, a viral tweet of a passenger on a plane with a pizza box that was struggling to contain not a pizza pie. But smoky, savory, ultimate barbecue ribs, fries, and corn. Um, and it's from a popular UK food eatery called Frankie and Benny's with a printed message promising a slice of happiness. Now, the issue with this was this person was on a plane in the middle of middle seat. And people were complaining about the smell, the sauces, and everything. Would you eat a rack of ribs on a plane in the middle seat. No. Not first class, away from people, but no. No, no. I agree, no. you know I like some ribs. Absolutely not. Yeah. I've had a situation that, I mean, I was not the culprit, but I was involved <laughs> in a situation where a person brought something into the office, which was a fish dish, and they put it in the microwave, mm-hmm. and the whole office smelled like... <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. Smelled like too much fish. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's your, and she went around apologizing. Okay. She went around the office saying, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh, blah, 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 blah. and because she realized that it was a quite a pungent odor. Okay. So let's move on. By. Okay. Next number two. So a man named Kevin McGinnis, who is a 56 year old who is on a diet. Um, this diet causes him to eat only McDonald's for a hundred days to lose weight. Now the trick is he's eating three meals a day, but only half of the McDonald's portions and he's drinking water instead of soft drinks. So, so far, and I don't know how far along he is, but he's lost 12 and a half pounds. Okay. Would you try this diet? Yes. Why? I absolutely would try that diet. 
Um, because he's getting results. He's getting results. Right. It's not sustainable. Like after a for while, long term, for long term, right? You're yeah. gonna have to like exercise yeah. and yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. Cool. I'm cool with it because there's because yes. like everybody bad mouse McDonald's and you got me onto this, but McDonald's has healthy options. You know, considering it's fast food, if you think about it, absolutely. There's things that you can eat that they have are, oatmeal. Yeah, they have yogurt. They have par- they have parfaits. They, 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 yeah. yeah, they have fruit. They actually you know, they give have you cereal. Bottles, you they know, give you they, they of water. actually have water. Yeah, yeah, you know, they have they have salad. Mm-hmm. They have healthy options. They absolutely do. Okay, and finally, Ma, uh, I didn't want to mention this because we were talking about the storm, but I noticed that someone posted on a very popular app that um, I don't really use. I think it's a terrible app, but anyway, requesting to join someone locally on a safe storm chasing journey would you do this in real life and no yeah just no i would not really what is a safe storm chasing well i know some people what can be safe because there's a level no they have people who chase storms oh i know but they they, they do but here's my thing what how safe is it how safe safe do you get how can it be safe when it, by definition, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, and I and I say it's allegedly dangerous. I don't want anybody coming at me or my mom. All right, come. You can come at me if you want, and then I'll grab up some data for you. Okay. All right. So, Ma, let's um do a little quick little toast to the last segment, which um yeah we're not gonna do okay. Anyway, so this is for Mary, Mary at first sight, Ma. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. All right. So we're going to start off with Nicole and Chris. So they are the only couple that are having sex. Well, they're the only couple that had sex so far, if you can believe what they say. Okay. I think I kind of believe what these people say because they seem like they just are not feeling each other to any real extent. Uh, You know, I'm not feeling the chemistry uh you know, between any of the couples. But it's very funny. Shaq and uh, Kirsten are always touchy-feely with her doing a lot of the touching and feeling. So I don't know. Yeah, I thought we didn't get to them, huh? Uh, Well, who are we at? We're at Nicole and Chris. Oh, Nicole and Chris. Oh, well, Nicole and Chris, they're together and... You know, they've done whatever they've done with the dogs and made the dog and doggy housing uh, arrangements, and they're there. And um, I don't know. They, what do you want me to say? They seem good, but I mean, you know, there's a, already a shadow over them because we know that they renewed their uh, leases for nine months. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when that, once they decided to do that, you're already looking at them sideways. Is it just, oh boy, can't wait for this other six weeks to be over? Yeah. How long they've been together? About two weeks now? Right. You know, oh boy, can't wait for this six weeks to be over for me to go ahead on back to my apartment. I mean, you can't really have, be so optimistic about them because they've decided to make the commitment for nine more months to staying separate. Right. So I, I don't I don't know what you want me to say about them. Chris is sweet, she's sweet. They had a nice housewoman and everything and she wants him to speak up and say what he wants and doesn't want. But at the same time, you see, there's a certain amount of naivete involved there because you're saying you want him to speak up and, and then this and that and everything. Aren't you understanding 
when it's really important to him, he will speak up because he spoke up to you to tell you he's renewing his lease. Yeah. You didn't want him to do that. You didn't want that to happen, Nicole, but it happened yeah. because he, Chris, wanted it to happen. Yeah. So somewhere along she mentioned it, but I don't know if she's really even fully aware of what she's saying and who she's dealing with because I understand he's an easygoing and soft-spoken guy, but when things are important to him, he made it known, he made it known. and she didn't challenge it. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I want to support them, but I don't trust any of this stuff because I'm seeing signs of couple of these individuals and the couples that I don't like. Let's go move on to Shaq and Kirsten. Listen, like you said, mom, Kirsten seems like she's a little bit close and leaning on him and blah, 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 but she won't kiss him. That's really weird to me. I'm not feeling, I'm still not feeling And this. she's comfortable telling people I'm not a good kisser. Right. How do you think you're ever going to improve she's if you don't kiss? She's a 30-something-year-old woman. What are you talking it's, it's, about? It's, it's you ridiculous. seem like a well, It's I'm just ridiculous. It's just, and it's just ridiculous. And furthermore, you you and him kiss. And, you, and if it's, Well, they didn't. I know that, but I'm saying that's that's what they should do. Excuse me, and let him make an assessment as to what he thinks is good or bad, or right, or, or let him be the judge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't, I don't like what she's. It's silly. From. It's silly, and and I know she's not a child, and I know Shaq has better sense than that, and he knows that something is wrong with that picture. Right. Okay. okay, um, Clint and Gina, they got along in this episode. You know, we see that um, Clint had all. Well, that was friends. a pleasant surprise. But I don't see anything with this. Ma, they're in separate rooms. They, you know. Well, at least really they're under the same him. roof. Now, if you ask me if I think they're going to be together, no. 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 But, you know. But a much better attitude. Right. At least they're not just, you know, uh, throwing, you know, fire at each other, you know. So, uh, that part is good. Jasmine and Aries. So, Jasmine, you know, I really just don't like this whole coupling because Aries is not, he keeps saying that he's not attracted to her and she knows that he has told her that he's not attracted to her and she's still moving on like, oh, do, 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 but she's offended by it and she's starting to kind of wake up a little bit. You know, she doesn't like the cousin. The cousin doesn't like her. And she's at least open and honest about about that. Don't see this working out. Don't see it working out. Aries didn't have any business come on the show. They shouldn't have had him on here. I'm disappointed in the so-called experts. What experts are you? Yeah. You know? I don't see the expertise in that whole thing. Here's my thing, Ma. Would you be an expert if your credibility was based on the success in relationships? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So how much no. of an expert? I no. think he would do a better job. No. no. I think they, they would maybe do a better job if it was correlated to how many people actually got along and succeeded. Right. Well, then they would have to remove that whole qualification as being an expert. Right. But you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. They don't really take Absolutely. it that serious. They put people they together who they know would not be attracted to I, each other. You know, to me, they're more expert at mis matching people they are yeah absolutely and finally ma you can take it with dominique and and mckinley i i can't with them that was the biggest dud and farce one of the biggest ones they've ever had on the show the only farce that was bigger than that may have been this has got to be at least ranked number three for farcical so-called matches uh and that would be the number one would be chris and Paige. The number two would be Alyssa and 
Chris. Chris, another Chris. Mm-hmm. And then this one uh, between Dominique and Mac. Okay? Mm-hmm. They knew that these people were, uh, what is it? Oil and water or fire and water or whatever it is. Yeah. Total mismatch. Total, total, total combustion when they come together. Just mm-hmm. a whole big mess. Just yeah. a whole, just a colossal failure. Colossal. Uh, they don't want to be together. I don't trust either one of them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why this man is homeless. I have no <laughs> idea why this goofy 25-year-old was on there talking about she wants to be married. And she does not want to be married. She doesn't even understand what marriage is. She has no conception of sharing her life and being mm-hmm. in partnership and union and commitment with another human being. If somebody says boo to her, she'll want to get a divorce and the way they have and it. And she's just as goofy as a goofball mm-hmm. and has that foolish look on her face. Oh, I gave it my best. Well, if that's your best, your best is really, really And I don't like that. I don't lame. like the smile that she and, has. And she has oh the most ridiculous look on her face face as if she just is not you know in her right mind she has the most foolish look on her face in the world and then and she has a foolish look on her face as to where it is disingenuous her mother's not right right call her her mom and 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 the mother should know better and and the mother is even a bigger fool Mm -hmm. you know Uh, her to go on there to marry somebody to be with someone what and, and and the thing about it is what values do you have and what is it that you want for your daughter that you want considering, daughter, you need to figure out what makes you happy. I have in my mind as a mother what I think should make you happy, but maybe I'm wrong. Right. Maybe that's not what will make you happy. Right. You know, and, and any mother kind of knows this, even if she thinks, you know, something different. Any mother kind of always understands that, well, let your child really do it, even if you think you know better. You know, her mother is too much. Dominic is one big goofball and should have never even been on the show. And even Pastor Cal, with his duplicitous lying self, uh, said (laughs) maybe 25 is a little too young. Yeah, especially, especially her. Right. All right, Mom. And Dr. Um, Pepper has no credibility. Where is Dr. Pepper? Uh, she did. She have, She was on a little commercial for a minute or two. And Dr. Pepper has no damn credibility because she doesn't even live with her husband. Three things that. And the times when I didn't live with my husbands, I you were separated. My, I was separated. Right. right. Three things that made you smile, Mom. Sun, stars, the moon. I'm gonna go with spring is in the air. I'm going to go with playoff March Madness. And then I'm going to go with number three, which is Jon Stewart completely destroyed Republican State Senator Nathan Dom of Oklahoma um, on gun reform in America. So I think you guys check it out. Shout out to Jon Stewart. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Mom, what do you want to tell people before we go? We've been talking uh, too much today. Take care of yourself and stay safe in the storm. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Hour. Bambushi Happy Hour and also all things page you. Guys, check out our Etsy shop. It's been updated. Go to the Bambushi Happy Hour shop on Etsy and subscribe to our YouTube channel at all 
things page you guys you know we have our affiliate program go to our home page to check it out if you want to join um guys be safe and we will see you next week bye, bye.